0: Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling.
1: This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show.
2: Jordan Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us part of your day. Let's talk a little jazz basketball brought to you by Divi, the modern financial pl- uh, platform for business. See how you can spend smarter at GetDivi.com. Jazz have had three days off, Gordon. They've practiced two of those. They had Saturday off, and they're going to take on the magic coming up in this building tomorrow night. If there's a
0: team in the NBA that could benefit from time to practice, this is the, the team. 100%. Yep. This is this is great for them to have this opportunity. It would have been nice if they had a little bit earlier, but now they've They've been able to circle their problems and I think uh, indicate in a clear way what needs to change. Because even in that Golden State game, Jake, I I kept seeing some of the same bad habits that I saw earlier.
2: They won that game, but you saw a lot of one-on-one. I did. Did you? It seemed like they took a step back. I, you know, That's why I'll be curious to see how they play against Orlando because it seems like they've gotten practice in. They've been motivated. They've come out, shared the ball for a game, and we've kind of seen how it's supposed to look. Think the Minnesota game yeah. on the road. Yeah. And then they the very next game, they've taken a step back. Think of the Oklahoma City loss at home. So I'm interested. I bet they come out, and I bet it looks crisp, and I bet they pound the magic. But I want to see how they continue that, if they can break some of those old bad habits and, and figure it out.
0: So, but Okay, let's look at the psychology of this. If Quinn Snyder is telling these guys this over and over and over again, even without a whole lot of practice time, wouldn't you expect them to do a better job of executing that? Or do you think it's the
2: defense that's aware of what they're trying to do, and so it's a lot easier said than done? Well, I think it's both. Uh, not to not to cheat on your answer, but uh, here I'll, I'll give you an, an example uh, involving you of maybe some of these issues. All right, a all little right. a little comparison. Okay. okay. So, uh, your wonderful wife, Lisa, has gotten into uh, golf over the past couple she of has. years. Uh, uh-huh. She's she's big into it, uh, she which it. which is awesome. Mm-hmm. So, as a result, you got um, some couples' lessons. We did. So, I played golf with you shortly after one of those lessons,
1: uh, if you remember.
2: Yeah. I did. Yeah. I, I, played, I uh-huh. played golf with you. Yeah. And- let's just say you you weren't playing badly but you were trying to implement the lesson that you had been coached and uh-huh. occasionally on that particular day you said screw it and just went back to the way you've always done it <laughs> because you so felt painfully true you felt like that was necessary to get a good s- score on the whole right so i think we might see that a little bit where 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 Quinn is probably coaching these guys the right way, but you you default back to what you've always done. You know. So you need to break those bad habits and listen to implement what the coach is saying and have confidence in those in in those lessons.
0: That that is a remarkable analogy actually. Thank you. Yeah. I thought it was pretty good. It's I, I think you're you're on to something here. And since that time I have played golf Numerous times since, and uh, I've gotten I've gotten more grooved into what uh, he what uh, the
2: instructor was saying you to do. Continued to work on it; it's yes. become more natural, yes. and now you're not automatically reverting back to the way it used to be because there, you're changing
0: your habits. All, I mean. Only only for a, a shot here and there,
2: but not very often. So maybe that will happen with the jazz. Well, look maybe at, it; just takes time. Look at Emmanuel Moutier. A few games ago, he has seven assists. And then the very next game, he kind of goes back to, to doing what Emmanuel Moutier does. And he's just one example, by the right. way. I'm not I'm not trying to pick on him. But I think you can see it most clearly with his game, where it'll click in one game, and all of a sudden, we're like, oh, man, where was this guy? And then the next game, he'll revert back to drive right Emmanuel Moutier.
0: Well, it's almost as though they're looking around at the floor momentarily, thinking about what they should be doing, and then the the fallback plan is do what they've done naturally
2: right and I think this is where Quinn Snyder talks about. He talks about spacing a ton, right? Uh, but the other night, uh, after one of those nights where they were sharing the ball really well, and forgive me, the, the games are kind of running together, but he talked about how the spacing has to be there in order for them to do that. So I, I, would guess that you know on a possession you'll see somebody come down and go, oh well, the spacing is all screwed yeah, up. So yeah, here, I gotta go. I gotta go do it myself because obviously
0: know? they're working within a twenty-four second clock, right? And usually there's a lot less time than that within that uh, that need to hurry. So
2: I think, someone's got to do something. You can't just <laughs> not get a shot off. So I think we see them kind of coming in and out of breaking those habits where they'll just go, okay, well, I saw how it was supposed to work, but now it's not entirely going to plan in this game, so I'm going to revert back to what I'm comfortable with. And well, they I'm telling to...
0: you right now, Jake, I don't know what you saw, but I
2: saw over a 10-minute stretch a whole lot of falling back. Yeah, the Golden State game was, was not terrific. But but listen, where the Jazz are right now, uh, a win's a win, man. I know I know fans don't really want to hear that. But in this process that we're describing right now, if you can continue to pick up Ws, no matter how ugly they <laughs> may be while you're trying to figure it out, that's a good thing. But, but shouldn't the players
0: be sharing the ball instead of maybe one pass and then seeing somebody do sort of a search dribble and then shoot a mid-range shot. We saw that again and again. Mm -hmm. I did. Yep. Yeah, we're seeing it a lot. And I kept thinking, back to the Minnesota game. Where's that? And obviously the defense plays a role in it, but uh, they know what the Jazz want to do, and maybe they're clogging up those passing lanes, but... I, I I feel they were very fortunate to walk away from that game with a victory.
2: Well, after a couple of practices and three days off, let's go ahead and give Quinn Snyder a listen from practice today and hear what he had to say about it.
1: What's the biggest gap with your guys' defense over the last, I don't know, month or so? Transition to defense, where you want it to be.
2: Transition is the biggest thing. And then,
3: you know, you're, you get cross matched. Um, a lot of things filter down from that. Getting back and, urgency to get back and rim ball wall just you know committing to you know we're the same team that i think was fourth in transition defense over the first 10 games and i think you know our focus just has to go back to that part of the game you know regardless of what's what's happening they defend enough turnovers or you know, made baskets and baskets
1: do you do something different transitionally that these guys are not used to from their past
3: we were fourth after the 10 games so whatever it is we're doing it was pretty good uh, i think the biggest thing everybody's been asked at some point in their career to run back so it's just we got to spring back we got to got to be more urgent in that regard it start also with that quality offense you talk about and has it has that has an impact I think some of our focus has probably um, gone to the offensive end as far as you know one when when is fluid and connected and good offensively early in the year and so you know, particularly when you're training you know new habits um, it takes more focus to do that and that's not an excuse for you what know, all the more reason to run back is what I'm saying when I say run back it's you know, communicating, you know, it's not just jogging back. It's what you do when you get there. You just got to sprint back to have an opportunity to defend. And teams want to play against us in the full court. You know, everyone wants to play in open ah. floor, you know, with numbers. So it's just been too many situations. It's been too easy for teams to get that.
2: Having Mike back, in, are you hopeful
3: that'll help the, the second, the, the guys coming off, off the bench? Um, coming the you know, game, we just, there's... More yeah, I mean, Mike Conley helps. You know, <laughs> that's uh, kind of goes without saying. I, I think it'll, you know, his presence can impact the game in a lot of ways. Um, you know, we just got to be more consistent um, as a group. Whether it's you know, during that stretch with our bench, um, there's some things that we can control. And we have to really focus to control those things. And obviously, you know, a player of Mike's caliber, you know, helps. Um, it's another guy that has an opportunity to play minutes. and Other guys that are playing heavy minutes play a little less and you know, can play with more focus and urgency if they're playing less minutes, too. How uh, beneficial is it to, I mean,
0: obviously it's rare to have three days off at home in between games. How yeah. beneficial is it to, one, get guys a day off and then be able to come right back with two consecutive days of practice?
3: Like? Well, you know, I think having a day off is, you know, it's a big thing. You know, you go through a season and Rarely get more than one day off at a given time, and even on those days, most guys are coming in getting treatment. So there's a mental component, I think, to, you know, to having a lockout day, so to speak. Uh, and then for our group right now, you know, even though we're, you know, good chunk into the year, um, we're still forming the habits that we need um, to win. And. You know, on both ends of the court. So having an opportunity to focus on those in practice. When when the game starts, you know that's when it's important that they are habits. You know, practice is the time that allows them to become habits.
1: At this point in the year, we have a decent sample size. How do you look at you know lineups and, and the numbers coming with those lineups, and not use them to reaffirm your biases or
3: yeah? Do no, I, I think the important thing is not to have a bias. You know that. Um, you know analytics can help you see things help you as you said confirm things that you see on tape or instinctively um you know when we've missed certain players at various times you know that that has to be factored in Um, sometimes one or two players can impact you know a combination of guys so uh, all those things i think the the numbers are certainly useful um you know, you have to get separation on some level. You know, if you look at two man, three man, four man, five man lineups, which is all the things that that we do and try to see how those equate to your defensive efficiency. You may have a one lineup that's, you know, more successful defensively but not as so much so offensively and, you know, weighing that on point differential. There's just so many things that go into it. And, you know, maybe the most important thing is when you see, you know, groups function well together. And that doesn't always equate to success in the short run, um, but it certainly does in the long
2: run. There you go. Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder talking a lot about transition defense there, Gordon. And also uh,
0: talking about the, the team as a whole functioning, as he mentioned there at the end. He's going to start with defense, isn't he?
2: Well, yeah, I mean, that's, that's what he's built the culture on. And um, defensively right now, Gordon, uh, according to basketball reference, the Jazz are 11th in defensive rating at 106.1 and 22nd in offensive rating at
0: 106.7. Yeah, I I I thought the defense was going to be a lot, well, somewhat better than it has been. And I thought the offense was going to be a lot better. I believe you said top five in both. No, I said that's what it would require for them to go to the finals.
2: Hmm. That's not how I remember that conversation taking place. The, 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 I did not. I remember. I remember telling you. I don't know, Gordon. I think the defense is going to take a bit of a step back. Nope. top five in both it's offense funny how and how you defense. You misremember things. I
0: misremember things. It's,
2: I uh, misremember yes, things.
0: it's amazing. <laughs> it's, I think it's amazing. Uh, he, he's going to talk about that because he wants the guys to hustle and he wants them to get back and be, play defense the way they should. And then he thinks that's going to spark the offense and it's going to lead to easy baskets but uh and it will but they have other things they need to work on at the offensive end and i think this time for them to practice has been has been most valuable because if they're unless they're not listening at all they should come out like you said and play really well against the magic tomorrow night and then it's just keeping that going yeah keeping that con- continuity and but, i think it, what he was talking about there at the end sort of this this uh, living Organism that is the team needs to really get familiarized with one another and and play off each other's strengths and uh, you know set one another up play the way the Jazz have played in the past with less offensive talent.
2: You know one thing that uh, jumps out of these stats to to back up something you've been harping on um, for a while now and that's talking about turnovers. Uh, do you realize the Jazz are dead last in the NBA in field goals attempted? yeah at 83 and a half a game. Well, I had a, a I had a most enlightening
0: conversation with somebody let me just say it this way somebody who would who would know what's important about what the Jazz are doing and this turnover thing has got to get fixed. Got to.
2: Uh right now turnovers Gordon the Jazz are 27th in the league, 16.3 turnovers per game. That's just that's who are the teams – do you have the list in front of you? Uh, I don't. I just okay. have the Jazz ranking. I can, If you give me a minute, I can find it.
0: Uh, well, it's, it's just – that won't do. I mean – and I know there are some people who downplay turnovers, the importance of them. I think they're huge on a team like this where a few shots are missed here and then you turn the ball over three straight times and next thing you know you're in the hole – in a big way, and it's hard to climb out from under it or climb out of it. So the Jazz is going to have to clean things up. Part of that is knowing where your teammates like to get the ball and uh, making sure that the ball arrives on time at the right place. And so many times we've seen these casual passes that get picked off and those are especially difficult for the Jazz because that leads to a fast break. And next thing you know, the other team's laying a ball in the basket or dunking on you. And that's, the Jazz aren't good enough to, to withstand that kind of, that kind of thing. They, if they're contributing to, beating, to getting beat by beating themselves, then they can't fulfill their
2: potential. You know, one thing, and just to defend them on the turnovers a little bit, and I'm certainly not disagreeing with you, but the way that they play, um, whereas if anybody gets the rebound not named Rudy Gobert, they're the primary ball handler and they're going. When you're letting the whole team handle the ball and run the show, you know, sometimes players are Stronger at some things than others. Does that make sense? Like, but, like if John don't Stockton, to, don't you need to know what your strengths and your weaknesses no, are? No, but like, okay, so John Stockton held or uh, handled the ball for the Jazz for years. Well, he never turned the ball over, so of course their turnovers are going to be low. He had the ball the whole time. Well, the Jazz don't have a player that has the ball the whole time, and so maybe you know um, Donovan or, or Bogdanovich, who's turned the ball over um, a, a little bit uh, at a higher rate lately, they have the ball more. You know, maybe they're not like John Stockton but pro- protecting is, but the ball. this is part you know of the I mean? problem, because when you talk
0: about ball movement, then, yeah, if the ball is moving, then isn't it more likely that at some point it's going to be intercepted Correct. or there's going to be a mistake made? This is but true. how many times have you seen a guy
2: handling the ball, trying to make a move for himself, turning the ball over? I'm not, ex- I'm not excusing the turnovers. I'm just saying that they're vulnerable to it. How they play, I mean, being loud. La- so, but sometimes these turnovers have come from a guy dribbling the ball.
0: Yes, I know. I got it. Yeah,
2: I, I got it. I, so it, I it, hear you. So,
0: so I guess that's
2: part of the way they play. But I don't think that's the way they want to play. I'm not excusing it. I just think, think that they're more vulnerable to it than other teams, which should mean maybe it's even more of a priority because you have to work harder to button it up. Mm. But I mean, if somebody. You know, how often does Houston turn the ball over because James Harden has the ball the whole time and he's not somebody that turns the ball over a ton? No, he gets fouled and goes to the free throw line. Exactly. So you're going to look at Houston's turnovers and they're going to be super low and you're going to go, well, they're doing a better job protecting the ball. Or is it that one guy holds the ball the whole darn time?
0: Do you have a list of the Jazz players and their, their number of turnovers that they're committing?
2: Uh, let me see here. Yeah, yeah. I'd be Who
0: are are the main culprits here?
2: Well, it's who you think. Uh, let's see. Bogdanovich leads the way. We say lead. (laughs) I think so. He has 2.9 per game. Okay. Um, Donovan with 2.4. Rudy with 2.2. And Mike Conley with 2.1. All starters. All starters. So they have the ball more. Joe Ingles has 1.8. Jeff Green at 1.0. Jeff Green at 1.0, excuse me. Uh, Manuel Moutier 1.7. That's really
0: high considering what his minutes.
2: 1.7 and 23 minutes. Uh, well, let's see. No, no, no. 16 minutes. Yeah. That's Where's Howell t- Neto when you need him? Playing for Philly. <laughs> maybe that kid competing was, with Trey Burke for maybe, for minutes again. Maybe that kid was better than we gave him credit for. I think I liked how Howell. Howell was good. Howell just couldn't sting on the floor. Yeah. He'd he'd have a good game and then be gone for two weeks. Uh Yeah. And the Jazz really – remember last year when they were having their point guard injury issues? I mean, they really needed somebody healthy. And uh, it was like, all right, it's Howell's time to shine. And he'd fill in quite capably, and then next thing you know, Joe Ingles is starting the next game of point guard because he's out. Maybe one of the
0: solutions to the whole thing is getting Mike Conley back on the floor and having him get absolutely comfortable with his teammates because that might might – lessen the need for others to be trying to do too much. And I know we're not going to see Mike Conley be John Stockton. They don't, that's just not the way the offense runs. But maybe he can settle things down. And I think it's important for guys to really know what their limitations are and not try to do too much. The only one that I would excuse in that regard is Donovan Mitchell.
2: Mm-hmm. You want to know who the, the... – as far as per 100 possessions goes, who's yeah. the leading turnover person? Yeah. Stanton Kidd, <laughs> turning the ball over 6.4 times per 100 possessions. But uh, out of the people that play, um, Emmanuel Moutier, five turnovers per 100 possessions. That's just that's uh, too high. That's, and, that's, and then Bogdanovich is at 4.1. So that's also too high.
0: Those who, who lessen the importance of t- such things as turnovers will tell you that some of the best players in the league turn the ball over a lot. That's
2: 100% a fact. Yeah. So what? What? You're excusing it now? I'm not excusing it oh, okay. because I think it's just a killer for the Jazz. All right. Stay tuned. We'll have more coming up next. The Mountain West Conference has a new television deal. We'll tell you about that coming up right around the corner. Money, 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 money. It is the uh, the big show, and we do want to remind you about our friends. Um, and now I uh, now I'm lost. I can't find it. Of course, uh, our friends at Divi, Excuse me, the modern financial platform for business. See how you can spend smarter at getdivvy.com.
0: It's the Mountain West deal, kind of like the guy who stole the eighty-eight thousand, and now they're bragging about it on social media. I don't think Craig Thompson's stealing from anybody, <laughs>
2: but we'll tell you about it coming and up. And did
1: he make eighty-eight thousand? Maybe
2: he is stealing. 12.80 The Zone. Big show, 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. I want to remind you to join us coming up on Wednesday, hanging out with our friends at Homey, 103-55-South Jordan, Gateway number 550. Find out how you can save money buying or selling a home. So, Jake, earlier we were talking about the Jazz. If I were to
0: try and extract from you uh, two major points that the Jazz have to do in order to fulfill their potential uh and I've asked you this before, but it's an evolving picture here. What do you, what do you think it is right now?
2: Uh, my answer hasn't evolved, uh, I don't think yet, anyway. I, I think I'd tell you the same thing that was true two weeks ago, and that's Mike Conley's got to get it going, and they've got to figure out a way to tape the bench together. Hmm. Those, those two to things still hard exist. to argue
0: those two points, and I'm sure they're at the forefront of what Quinn Snyder's trying to do. That bench uh, has shown signs of life, but not in a
2: consistent way. No. So we'll see, um, and I, I think tackling both those items is certainly possible, um, and and maybe even likely, but it's not going to be easy. You disagree with me that if when when Mike Conley comes
0: back, uh, I think it should be Conley, Donovan Mitchell, and then having Joe Ingles on the floor alongside uh, with
2: uh, with Rudy. You 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 wouldn't do that. No, I'd probably move Joe back to the bench and leave Royce in the starting lineup. I think Royce is so valuable defensively. Well, let me put it this way. I like the concept of Joe Ingles coming off the bench. And maybe the, the reality turns out to be something different. But I, I like the idea of having Royce, who doesn't need the ball in his hands, to contribute to the team, being in, a, in the starting lineup where other folks can benefit from having the ball in their hands. And plus, he can go out and take the toughest defensive assignment every night. But the problem with Joe... And tell me if
0: you think I'm I'm right or wrong on this. Joe needs to be around top flight players because he's not good enough himself to lift subpar players. Okay. But he shines when he plays with, with high-level players. And that's why I want to leave him on the floor with those starters because he's better that way.
2: Okay. So is there an argument to that? Well, we're talking about how everybody needs to evolve and get better. I mean, you also say to Joe Ingles, like, this is the role we need you to play, so you you need to figure it out.
0: I don't think that works. I don't think it works. And it didn't work. The only thing that sort of bumped him out
2: of his slump was starting. Well, I think Mike Conley needs to come back into the starting lineup because I don't think you can afford to lose him. Whether you know, I know he hasn't played all that great yet this year, but he's too important. Does it matter who starts as long as those guys are on the floor down the
0: stretch at the most important points mm-hmm. in the game? You wouldn't like to think so, but it does. It matters. Do you agree with me what, in my theory there that Joe is not good enough to lift that bench? Um, but he is good enough to shine with
2: the best top-flight top players on the team. Pardon me. Wants to just say, "Joe's got to figure it out. Got to figure out what the need." I mean, he, he's constantly talking about how he's a team guy, and by the way, I believe that. I'm not. I'm not saying that that he's not. Well, this is what his team needs. His team needs somebody to lift that bench. But if, I just don't.
0: I don't think his game is constructed in a way that he's good enough to do that. Why
2: not?
1: I'm with you here, Gordon. Because to answer why not. I feel like the guy that lifts an NBA bench is very quick, very athletic, very versatile, and Joe is one of those three things.
2: You can't tell me, Joe, can't play a Manu Ginobili-like role for this
1: team? Manu was a lot quicker and agile, more agile than Joe is.
0: Think of what Joe is good at and the way he can deliver the ball to a player who can take advantage of his craftiness, and I'm not sure those bench guys can do that.
1: Can Joe create a here. shot, his own shot, and, and get to the rim more often than not? No. I feel like Joe, when he scores, it's off of someone else's play they've made. And it ha- it helps him when there are other threats on the but,
0: floor. Right. So that you'll see defenders who will peel away from him to stop
1: other guys, but they don't need to peel away when there's when those right. other
0: guys aren't a threat.
1: What do you guys think of maybe Mike Conley spending some reserve minutes? I I
2: don't I, – you can't do that. Well, I think you'll see him some with the bench unit. Um, I'm, I'm with Gordon, though. You've, you've got to figure out a way to make it work with Mike Conley because you're, you're if you're going to go as far as yeah. you possibly can— Gets back to
0: reaching the ceiling. You can't do it without Mike Conley.
2: It's, it's like uh, the, I, I didn't like the argument with James Harden and Russell Westbrook where they're saying, well, they'll spend a large portion of the game separate. Like, that's not an argument about it working, because if Houston's going to advance in the playoffs, at some point, Russell Westbrook and James Harden are going to have to succeed together on the floor. That's the case with Mike Conley as well. If the Jazz are going to win a round or a couple of rounds in the playoffs, it can't be Mike Conley playing with a bench unit. They're all going to have to get it done at the same time at some point. What's your rationale? What do you think?
1: Uh, well, I'm just, the, the reason I brought it up, and I said reserve minutes, not meaning he comes off the bench. But oh. plays
2: more with the Because uh, you see
1: Donovan playing a lot of time with that second That's unit. True. And in fact, our, our friend Ben Anderson wrote a piece today or yesterday that listed the the best rotation the Jazz have had as far as net rating. It's Donovan, Moody A, uh, Ed Davis, uh, and I'm forgetting the other two guys that are on the floor at the time, but it's, it's essentially Donovan with some reserves. And I wonder if... Conley would serve that same purpose, obviously not as prolific a scorer at this point as Donovan, but maybe it would work a little better with Conley facilitating to the bench unit instead of Donovan. I
0: don't know. It's possible, but think about, okay, so could you do that with Royce O'Neal on the coming off the bench and then have Donovan work with him instead of needing Joe to be on the floor with Donovan with that second unit?
1: Yeah, perhaps I I, I trust Joe Ingles' playmaking ability more than Royce's playmaking ability because Joe's a more prolific dribbler.
2: Is Joe going to stay in front of Kawhi Leonard though?
1: I mean, if, the, if if this team's culture is really about defense, Joe Joe needs to spend his fouls. If if we're going to talk about Joe's defense here, he's not as agile and as athletic and quick as Royce O'Neill, and maybe not as long but he needs to then spend his fouls in the moments when he has the opportunity to do so.
0: And I get back to what I told you before, uh, that Royce O'Neal is going not going to stay in front of Kawhi Leonard. i going to do a lot better job than Joe.
1: Uh, stay in front of him enough to uh, then where Rudy can come in and help?
0: I think Kawhi Leonard is going to get 30 points regardless. Well, then what does it matter? That's my point.
2: Hmm. Well, I think it matters a lot more than you're letting on. Maybe. I mean, we're... But you
0: also we're throwing spaghetti against the wall here, fellas. We're no. looking
2: for ways for the Jazz to to do a little better. Coming up next, I will uh, actually pay off on my teas as opposed to getting hijacked by my co-host, and we'll uh, talk about the new television contract for the Mountain West Conference. You know, a
0: confident man doesn't have to blame everything on the people
2: who work. I'm not blaming anything. I was just uh, about to dive into a story, and I got well. You know, let's you know, give me two things. <laughs> About the jazz that need to be fixed. So, what's coming up next? (laughs) We're going to talk about the Mountain West Conference and their new television deal. Yay. All right, stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Show. Gordon Monson, Jig Scott, thanks for making us part of your day right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Want to remind you, the savings are on at Ken Garf West Valley Ram. Get a new Ram truck uh, for less with Employee Pricing Plus when you stop by during the Black Friday sales event. Visit them today. Gordon. I can't wait for this segment. The Mountain West Conference. Here we go. I can see it coming like an avalanche. A new television deal. Uh Uh-huh. ESPN is out. They are no longer partners with the Mountain West Conference. Fox is in, uh, as well as CBS Sports Network uh, combined. The two entities are going to be paying about $35 million annually. Around $20 million from CBS, $15 million from Fox. Uh, this is for the home rights for college basketball as well as football, meaning uh, the 10 schools not named Boise State and Hawaii are going to be making a little bit over $3 million per year. That's up from $1.1 million per year per school with their previous arrangement. Of course, Hawaii is football only, so there's, uh, you know, they're not entitled to a full share of the money, and then Boise State has their own separate deal. As we remember, in the last uh, deal, they got an additional 1.8 million dollar bonus on top of what the rest of the league was pay, uh, being paid, and not sure where that's at for Boise right now. So that would be around five million, maybe. Somewhere right now, that would be that would be somewhere around the case. All right, so. How are we going to
0: twist this now so that uh, BYU is about to get lectured to get back into the conference? Because BYU makes more than that off its ESPN deal. Do you know that?
2: Pretty sure. And do we know how much more?
0: That I don't know.
2: Because I I don't know. I I think. So that they would have to take a pay cut
0: to go back into the conference, right? From the TV, mode. or you know, carve out a special deal
2: like Boise has.
0: Boy, how popular would that be with the
1: league? Well, they're doing it for Boise now. So, uh, obviously- yeah, but Boise didn't leave him for a sexier opportunity eight <laughs> years ago, or you however gotta, long it's been. Yeah, they left for
2: the Big East. That's how they got their uh, exemption in the first place. Uh huh.
1: I it said is. sexier.
2: Well, at that point, the Big East was a power whatever school uh, league
1: in football. In football, at the time when Boise left, I mean, I know technically they were, but isn't that like saying the Browns are an NFL team? Like, I, I guess got technically they are. I
2: got it, but it was before the mass exodus to the ACC with like Syracuse and Boston College and all those schools. Okay, so
0: let's let's just throw some stuff out there. Let's say BYU is getting pick a number, Austin. Two from ESPN.
1: Oh, oh, like millions per year? Yeah. Let's say six and a half. Let's go higher. Then don't ask me. I think it's higher. You pick that. a number then. Okay, let's why say do it,
2: you think it's higher than that? I don't know. I
0: just do. So let's say it's eight million. What if it's ten percent of everyone's income? <laughs> no? If it I'm just and I'm just throwing this number out there. If it's eight million and they could go back to the mountain west and get five million on a special deal like what you're talking about, or four million, four and a half. Is it worth it to them to do that? In your view, My because view, I know where you're coming from, because you want, you think it's in their best interest to get back in the conference.
2: Uh, yeah, I, I, I would do that. I want to see BYU back in the Mountain West Conference, and I don't want to see BYU in the AAC, and I don't like independence, and I kind of don't think they're making eight mil a year, but I don't know. That would be over a million dollars a home game. I was just trying to pick an example where they would sacrifice financially in order to do it. Yeah, well, I mean, how important is it to fans that BYU's making this money? What's BYU doing with this money? I mean, they're not they're not paying coaches. I mean, depending on who you believe, I guess, they'd be in the middle of the Mountain West Conference as far as coaching salaries oh, that, go. Oh, that,
0: that money comes, a lot of that money comes from the president's circle or whatever they call that group. I always forget the name of
2: No, I but so I guess I'm saying this extra money, what impact is it actually having on the program? I don't know.
0: I mean, they have a budget.
2: And, I just, I, and, and many
0: people think
2: performance is tied to budget. I, I don't think independence is working. I don't think it's very interesting. The benefits are some cash that I may or may not be having an impact. Certainly not an impact on the fan experience. I'd, I'd want to see them have a conference race. I'd, I'd yeah. like to see. I'd like to see a more interesting basketball conference. To be honest with you, I know Gonzaga is, is terrific, and St. Mary's has a nice program, but the, that, that conference is so unbelievably uninteresting.
0: Where do you think the fans are on this? Because we have argued this both sides back and forth. Do you get the feeling that the fans want change?
2: I, I get the feeling the majority of fans are still. Drinking the Kool Aid and like yeah, but if they're expressing their
0: opinion via not showing up for the games because those home games, I mean, they're getting they're getting uh, some weeks fewer than fifty thousand in that stadium.
2: And I don't, I don't blame them because who wants to see UMass in November? Right. nobody. I mean, do you think
0: they would draw more if they had Wyoming and San Diego State and teams of
2: that? all coming in. I do. Because I think they have histories with those teams, and it and it gives more meaning to those games, because you're still playing for a conference race, or you're even playing spoiler, or you know, uh, I mean, remember, uh, lowly Wyoming. Remember uh, when Witt did the onside kick, and there was the the middle finger, and then Cowboy you know, Joe right, like- and then they had to play. That was uh, the the previous year, wasn't it? Wy- didn't Wyoming beat them the previous year or something like that? I mean, like. The, the histories make it more interesting. It just does. The familiarity. Who cares about UMass? I care way more about Colorado State than but, I yeah, do South Florida. But you're
0: also forgetting the benefit, if that's what you want to call it, that that's what the Cougars are getting,
2: playing like these six or seven marquee programs every year. So play four. So play four marquee programs every year and then play in a league. Those other two games
0: really mean that much to you? Maybe that would that would overwhelm the programmer, or somebody might think that or use that as an excuse.
2: And if you want, because make...
0: you know how conference games are, I mean, uh, even if you're playing a, an opponent that isn't quite as good as you are, there's a whole lot of emotion that goes alongside it. And so, would that be too much for BYU? I don't know because if you're going to play, if you're going to play all year to get into a big bowl game, but in, in the case of independence, BYU can play those teams during the regular season early on and play more of them. Then that that's a, a benefit. Even if they even if they could play three of those games and play in the Mountain West, well, now they get six or seven of them. So you're you're you still got three more than you would otherwise. What did beating USC really do for the Cougars this year? You don't think that elevated the status of the program at all?
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, even if I did, that would just be one bozo's opinion.
0: But still, I mean, if you're, if how many how many dog games are there if you're playing in the Mountain West, where your fan base, okay, at least you got something to play for as far as a championship goes. But playing New Mexico and Wyoming and and UNLV and teams like that may not
2: exactly generate a crowd. But it matters more if you're. Tied for the conference lead. Well, I guess it's a matter of New whether it's,
0: it's a matter whether it's either or. I mean, can you have your cake and eat it too, like you're suggesting, or is that is that does that get problematic? Because the way they have it now, BYU is able to play these these really named schools. Look at that schedule next year. I mean, it's it's pretty impressive from that standpoint. So, why would
2: that have to change?
0: Well, you couldn't play all those teams. You could play four of them. I know, but th- again, uh, you're dismissing two or three. That that That's a big deal, too, having that opportunity to play those teams. So who
2: would have had to come off the schedule this year? I don't know. I'd have to look at it. Because they, they played Utah, Tennessee, USC, and Washington right there at the beginning. Okay? Okay? they already or they would play in the mountain west conference they would still play boise state boise state they state. would still play utah state they would still play san diego state so that means that you're replacing you're replacing uh, toledo with colorado <laughs> state and you're replacing south florida with nevada yeah and you're replacing umass with unlv but next year's schedule is even more uh extreme. I don't have. Do you have it in front of you? So you push back so you reschedule so why do you have to play them all in one season? What what is so unattractive about playing four big-time opponents and then playing a conference season? Well, the the party line that you
0: hear is that uh, the BYU wants to play the best teams it can schedule. You
2: why can't you still do that?
0: Well, they want to they want to play more of those they want to play a P5 schedule. And by the and way, they don't think the Mountain West is a P five schedule.
2: That's why they're not doing it. And what they've got now is so South well, Florida, they're, Toledo, they're, no, they Idaho State. That, those are the P five. That's the P five schedule. They're building in that
0: direction, and that's pretty hard to argue when you look at it uh,
2: from a standpoint of who's on the docket. And what's that really doing for you? What are those? Two extra games, which has never happened, by the way. They play okay. six P five teams I that got, has yet to happen. I got
0: next year's schedule in front of me here. Okay, okay? Utah, Michigan State, Arizona State, Minnesota. They got Utah State, but you would get them anyway. Missouri, Houston, quality program. Uh, NIU that falls into that other category. Boise State. Okay, you would play them. San Diego State, you would play them. And uh, North Alabama, garbage game,
2: Stanford. So playing the Gophers really means that much to you. Utah,
0: Michigan State, Arizona State, Minnesota, Missouri, uh, Houston, I'm going to throw in as a quality program, uh, and Stanford.
2: You couldn't do that. Well, you can find a Mountain West team that's as interesting as Houston. And uh, you, you really playing the Gophers means that much to you? And who, playing Missouri, who, who, who cares about who Missouri? in the Mountain West, other than Boise
0: State and maybe San Diego State, would you put in that category that would be so interesting?
2: Uh, I don't know. I wonder if Colorado State could ever put it back together. Uh, Wyoming has been decent at times. I mean, really, does playing play in Houston excites you that much? But you get all that, plus you get Utah State and Boise. Well, I'll On tell you, top this. of that, Rocky Long was one hundred percent right. The Mountain West should absolutely stop playing BYU, and they should do it immediately. They're not going to. Why? They want to make money. Well, they'd make more money with them in the league.
0: I don't. I think they know that's not going to work. Why? Because you're—they're not. First of all, you're not going to get them all together to come to that conclusion. But right because now,
2: because they want to take advantage of having BYU play them. Well, right now you're just enabling BYU to exist. If you stopped playing them, you'd force their hand. It's a selfish world out there, Jake. Because if all
0: those schools want the benefits, that—that's why they do it.
2: You take Utah State, Boise, and San Diego State off BYU schedule. Who are they going to replace it with? I don't know, but that won't happen because those schools are self-interested. I'm telling you, it should. If they were really self-interested, that's exactly what they do. Do you think that's their goal,
0: is to come together and force BYU back into the conference it, by not playing them?
2: It would be my goal. Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. Twist their arm into, uh, into coming back. <laughs> and, and you know what I'd do? I'd be trying my best to steal Gonzaga away from the WCC, too. which That's uh, probably been tried. It has been tried. Mm-hmm. But I'd succeed. <laughs> <laughs> what by a uh, little uh, cashola? I don't know what you got to do, but I'd get them. I I'd, I'd absolutely be right now trying to paint BYU into a corner into coming back.
0: Who wonder who who wants to have a team that, that come in that's going to beat your butt and cheat better than you do?
2: <laughs> All right, coming up next on the FM, we have uh, more of the big show. On the AM, we have a little Monday night football for you. Stay tuned, ninety-seven five and twelve eighty the zone. Wrapping up a big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott. Speaking of wrapping up the show, I finally watched the video online
0: that, uh, that Austin's been talking about as far as the, the guy who's trying to wrap the box and doesn't have enough wrapping paper, and if you turn it sort of sideways a little bit, then it, it actually does work. That,
1: that's fascinating stuff, man. How old are you now? it's uh, 23 okay so for 23 years you didn't know that Mm-mm. yeah no. i'm 34 uh, and for 34 years I've been just finding another little slit of uh wrapping paper to fill the gap there and it looks terrible now i now I know I can just turn it
0: I bet you didn't know that didn't you? So I just that came to mind Because we were wrapping the show Isn't
1: that almost so, interesting Jake? Almost. So if, we,
0: if we turn the show sideways a little bit Then the wrapping paper works
1: It'll fit The show will fit Yeah, yeah. There won't be any wasted show
2: Fascinating Do you wrap gifts at all? Uh, I, I do when I have to But it's not pretty <laughs> I go with gift bags whenever possible Gift bags Yeah, yeah. Grocery bags I used to uh, back in my single days. I used to uh, just wrap with newspaper, uh, but my wife put an end to that.
1: Well, if you uh, use the comics from the oh, Sunday I mean, edition,
2: it's you're colorful better than that. What no, do you mean he's, better he's than not. that? When I'm a, a single guy, am I really buying wrapping paper? I don't think so. And and am I preparing enough in advance, or am I scrambling the day of? Oh, you go mooch off your parents or something? No, I guess I could do that. When's uh, the last time you wrapped a gift, Gordo? Oh,
0: I'm 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 pretty good at wrapping oh, yeah? gifts. Although I got to admit, in in the last few years, I have depended on the services of maybe a few of my daughters. Oh yeah,
2: it's Gets also them.
1: hard to wrap a Porsche, but
2: mm, true, it's very difficult. <laughs> Did you put a bow on it? <laughs> hey, don't even talk
0: about that because that was a tender moment that my wife recalls fondly. <laughs> It, I'm sure she does. Fellas, give your wife a Porsche for Christmas, and uh, let's just say it's the gift that keeps on giving.
2: It's pronounced it's pronounced Porsche. Porsche.
1: It's pronounced Porsche. No, it's a Porsche. Austin, I think it's Porsche. I I, I can't afford to say it Who more speaks than once. Who German around here, me or you? Achter <laughs> yeah. What? What? Achter what? I don't know. What is it?
0: Octalibit sight. I'm sorry. Porsche. Porsche. It's pronounced Porsche.
1: The
2: E. You know the E at Porsche. the end. Porsche. I think it's Porsche. I don't. I don't know. But I know what it's not, and it's not Porsche. Ah. Mm-hmm. Once again, you are wrong, my friend. I'm. I am I. Yes. Because because it's pronounced Porsche. Who told you that? You did. Uh, it's Porsche. It's Porsche. I know. <laughs>
0: What we have here is a failure to communicate. This is like you know, this like this like the old get smart cone of silence that comes down, and you know it's supposed to keep all the sound quiet inside, and the two people inside the cone of silence can't hear each other, but everybody on the outside can hear. No, 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 no. Jake can't hear me. I just know
2: how to offend your pretentious side. (laughs) Pretentious side. (laughs) I mean, it's it's one of my favorite things to do. Oh, brother. See, even now, you can't just let it go, can you? <laughs> I'm doing my best. Hopefully, I'll be able to afford a Porsche one day. You, Austin? I love Porsche. I do, too. That Porsche makes a fine car. You guys like, are you driving? you
1: like driving? <laughs> I do enjoy driving. Okay. I've never driven a Porsche. I'd I like to either. give it a go. Have you really not? No. I, if I knew someone that owned one for, you know, seven of the nine years I've known him. <laughs> I never let you drive it. Have yeah. we met? <laughs>
2: All right. Well hopefully somebody out there is listening to the show rolling around. Well, it doesn't in really Porsche. matter. It
0: doesn't matter whether you give your wife a Porsche or if you give her a Pontiac. A Porsche? It it doesn't
2: matter. What's the matter it's with Pontiac?
1: Pontiac's still around? No, it's it's not. Yeah,
2: it's long gone. <laughs> okay. They got bailed out and then quit. <laughs> Just shows how out of touch Gordon is with the common car buyer. <laughs> Get all that right. gremlin going. We'll talk to you tomorrow on the big show. Oh, uh man. don't forget download our podcast, anywhere podcaster form, simply or uh are, uh download it. Simply search the big show and you'll find all of our material. Indeed. Uh we'll talk I'll see you tomorrow there, Gordo. What did you offend? You offended my
0: what? Pretentious side. It's not a matter of being pretentious, it's a matter of loving driving. A Porsche. <laughs> We'll talk to you
2: tomorrow. The way you say that sounds like a Russian stew. 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone.